when you record it that they ask you if you want to leave oh don't leave (laughs) (laughs) hello it's me again my name is betty and this week i am speaking to dan and ben who are two members from the american band also called juice so hello how are you i'm good how are you great wonderful what's new it's becoming autumn it's becoming autumn which is great because new york in the summer is awful bad oh really is it really hot it's so hot. hot and smelly and sweaty. Yeah. There's yeah. this kind of wait. You've never been to New York, have you? No, me and my friends were so desperate to go. We want to go. And plus, I'm 22 next week, so I'm like way old enough to drink now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're like yeah. a seasoned drinker at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm English, so we've been doing it since we were 13. <laughs> yeah. <Holy shit. laughs> but yeah, it's gross in the summer. Um, yeah, it's super gross. It's hot, and there's like kind of garbage everywhere <laughs> it's kind of just like part of the city oh it's just a lot of garbage and that like you can feel it in the air when you walk around and it's kind of gross as you breathe yeah ew it's not great yeah, yeah. but yeah, the, the fall is like beautiful a new, york. new york yeah the fall is good so it really is is many, that like many the best season yeah it is and like you you could just go like right across the river and there's just like trees and it's just the best there are trees <laughs> no seriously like big big ass trees with beautiful different leaves you know <laughs> i mean come yeah. to england you'll see plenty of trees with lots of leaves <laughs> i don't believe you you don't believe me no, I, believe you. I'm I was gonna say there's a tree right there <laughs> and yeah the sun's there too right <laughs> i swear to god man look <laughs> look wait it's there 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 oh wow yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mostly just wanted to do a podcast because last time we spoke, it was a lot of fun. And also because my podcast is called Juice, so I needed you to be on it. Yeah, I know. Like I did because I saw it and I was like, right, first of all, no one's no one stole anyone's name. I just disclaimer there because my dad named my podcast. And that's actually how I came across your band because then when it started getting hits on Spotify, your band would like come up underneath it. So that's how I came across it. So that so was we're, so we're competing for uh we're competing for, for plays. <laughs> <laughs> I mean they're completely different things. So I feel like we can we can benefit. No, we're we're helping each other out. Yeah. Yeah, fully. People like, will like try and look up our band and be like, oh, what's this cool podcast? And then people look up your podcast and be like, oh, what's this band? <laughs> yeah exactly that's it's okay. a Bye. mutual benefits here but i know that you've been uh what have you been up to then because last time i spoke to you it was like peak coronavirus wasn't it yeah that was like uh february i think february march because yeah. we were in cape massachusetts cod. yeah we were in cape cod for a while okay cool. so we moved here yeah moved to brooklyn um and we've like sort of begun the release process as you've seen we, re- we released a song not too long ago and there's another one coming out next friday so oh, cool. like, everything's just sort of rolling which is exciting um since it's been so long and i kind of want to just get to get to more music you know <laughs> uh-huh yeah yeah oh, we've had a lot of like shows have kind of started coming back too which has been great we have the tour like coming up in the fall but this summer was pretty much like close to return to how many shows we were playing before code so it's pretty nice mm-hmm. yeah so what kind of stuff have you been writing about then mm, 
what know. kind of stuff well the thing is the what's funny is like the project that we're putting out now like the music that people are hearing is like old a year old. a year old yeah. okay um, which there's i mean most artists or a lot of musical artists i think work on like a delay like that like a lot of when people release songs like i think a lot of people assume that they wrote that song like couple weeks before that which is at least with us and i know a lot of other artists is like not the case mm-hmm. <laughs> ours is because we you know it took time to get the music videos and get everything so it like a lot of these songs were written like a year at least a year ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when you write do you write like um i mean this is me being a radio interviewer about it but like do you write um from experience or is it stories both both okay yeah. Yeah, and which on the, which one's oh, easier? Uh, depends on the headspace that I I'm, I, mean, I don't want to speak for you, but mm-hmm. I find sometimes if if I'm in a in a sort of rhythm in my life where like nothing particularly crazy is going on and I'm just sort of coasting, that's when like my mind can kind of like create stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm like out and living, like we'll be on tour, you know, or if I get my heartbroken or something stolen from me or some shit i don't know like that. <laughs> um i definitely i think used to write more about experience but now as as we've gotten older it's kind of been fun to do not that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that makes yeah sense. i think both, i think both have their place i think like yeah like writing on tour has always been a super interesting thing i actually like writing on tour a lot because I, I feel like writing just writing in scenarios where there's a lot going on around you where you just have a lot of mental stimuli and stuff like that mm-hmm. is actually really helpful and i feel like just kind of sparks stuff even if it's not you're not like speaking exactly about the experience that you experienced i think <laughs> it's just experience experience shakespeare um i feel like it just kind of does something to your like brain it gives you more information that like throws stuff in there that you know you wouldn't have if you were writing in a different environment i guess but yeah i don't know there's there's a there's a place for both i don't know if i prefer one to the other i feel like one is easier um Mm -hmm. i think they can both be hard and they can both be like you just have a particular experience or a story that you want to tell and and it comes together really easily and and sometimes it can be painful and and annoying and hard so mm-hmm. do you it's ever been, write sorry you go oh yeah i was just gonna say it's been um it's been fun being in the city because at least from a sonic sort of perspective there's so much noise and that is at least for me like a big creative engine um just mm-hmm. like hearing so that's that's been fun to like just sort of be a sponge for like noises and sounds and then just like allow that to seep into my writing um, yeah yeah I mean I really like um I really like Jack Antonoff's um Bleachers project for that because he seems to like he seems to walk into the city and to just record excerpts of things and then put it into a song and I love it when you can kind of hear the environment that the musician was living in when they wrote certain songs it's like the first album of the 1975 does I mean I've never really lived in Manchester but it does sound like Manchester like it sounds like a northern city so I do love that kind of sound scope that people do soundscape yeah oh that's good I didn't know that's cool (laughs) yeah but do you ever write like um because one of my favorite things to do is when I talk to musicians, I like to hear 
like why they've written things the way they do like do you ever write things um political as well because obviously there's a lot of movement at the minute where um bands are very explicitly political but then there are kind of implications sometimes what do you do i i personally don't write about politics that much um not to say that like i there are songs that i love that are you know that you could call political mm-hmm. in the broad sense in the broad sense yeah i mean political is such a big word but yeah i don't know sometimes they like kind of you know you never want to come, yeah you never want to come off as like preachy or anything like that but, mm-hmm. not, but you don't necessarily have to like you can write a political song and it can just be more of a like here's here's what yeah like a more passive i guess um writing about some whatever movement or, or well like a, you say i guess it depends but, on how you define politics like you don't yeah. have to be political in that you are i don't know taking apart someone's manifesto in a song but you can talk about social politics as well mm-hmm. um at least for me um i don't really i i write a lot with uh my faith as sort of like the engine for my perspective on things mm-hmm. so that I, I kind of want a message of like general just like patience and understanding and like kindness and hopefulness mm-hmm. um to like sort of be the message that exists underneath like all the gnarly shit that we have to do like live through in life that we mm-hmm. see so i guess like that's a, a, a way that i write and that's kind of i guess political in a way but yeah um yeah at least that's for me and mm-hmm. and the, i guess the tricky thing is when you have um seven members in a band you have like differences in like outlook on life so it's it's like hard to necessarily just all get behind one direct statement um, all the time you know we'll have a few of those throughout the course of our career but um yeah and that'll probably come with growth in time too so i mean i think i listened to um your most recent song a couple of weeks ago when i was abroad and there was a line in that um, where I think Christian, he's talking about masculinity in his mm. rap. And I find that really interesting because I've got three brothers and I'm very well aware of the way men can, um, they're not encouraged to talk about their feelings. They keep them very close to their chest. And then obviously women are stereotyped as really emotional. But it seems to me that music kind of is this space where men are allowed to be weak and vulnerable um, about their emotions because it's sort of justified by their um, musical success, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I, I think that's, a, and I wanted to hear your opinion on that and whether you think that you do feel safer to express your opinions in a song than you would just in a conversation with some, some blokes. Yeah, I think, I think we, so I think like we, we that in, yeah i think we in particular are like pretty good on on the if there is a spectrum from like super repressed guys never <laughs> talk about their feelings and like whatever the other end of that spectrum is we're definitely closer to that other end of the spectrum um yeah i don't think we've really you know feel weird about you know talking mm-hmm. about everything, especially with each other i don't know like we're on tour all the time and we're doing we're together so like we i think end up being pretty honest with each other at least obviously it's different like <laughs> yo what's up betty hi how are you 
Did you break something as you walked in there? No, it's, that's just our door. Is <laughs> piece of wood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of, I, I know that that's definitely a stereotype that you're bringing up, but I, I don't really feel that. It mm. seems like kind of a played out thing. Like I don't, I don't really think it exists anymore. I mean, it does to a certain degree. Um. You know, especially if you get like certain institutions, like a fraternity or something, that's mm-hmm. sort of like a culture there of just like numbing shit. But I think generally open people, um, people that aren't sort of like living in their own world are more comfortable nowadays, just like, especially men to talk about things. Like my dad is in like a small group of dudes and they like talk about shit and I'm like, this is great. And he's yeah. like an old, like an old white man, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's fascinating because from what I, so I go to, so the university I go to is, um, I've told you before, it's Durham and it's very like, um, I don't know, it's a whole other podcast and uh, very complicated to explain, but there's a conflict between the kind of boys that I meet at university and then the kind of boys that I know from home, because there's definitely still in both groups there's definitely still a vibe where the boys just do not feel comfortable to talk about their feelings like they but it's not in a um how to describe it's in a learned way yeah it's and it's also not in a like an obvious way like there'll be these boys who who seem like super in touch with their emotions and stuff but that's because they they talk to people they listen a lot they don't say a lot if you see what I mean. So I think it's interesting that you say that you don't think that that's really a thing anymore because in England, it is definitely still a thing. I mean, it's certainly it, it a definitely, thing. It definitely I, but, is but here I, too. I, I, yeah, I just like, like the super like broad sweeping, like guys don't talk about their feelings thing. I don't, I don't think exists, but there, it obviously does still exist mm. in a lot of cases. Um, I think wealth is a good, that's an interesting way to look at it probably. But also like just like yeah a tougher it's just a cut yeah like i mean there's thing. massive cultural differences between you know like geographical pockets of the mm-hmm. US or of anywhere like or you know right how income comes into it or how education like yeah it definitely does still exist but i mean it's it's most certainly trending in the right direction mm-hmm. just because i feel like it has been you know it's been talked about a lot and it's you know you know what's bad for it? What's Social media. Mm. It's really bad for it. Yeah. I don't know, because I feel like people either just put out, like, a guise on social media or they're, like, just, like, vomiting, like, nonsense. And yeah. And it, it, there's no, like, authenticity. I, I, I don't know. And I find that that's just, like, in our face at all times. Well, what are your relationships with social media? Do you like it? Do you hate it? I don't like it. Um. Yeah, I, uh, I don't... It's always weird because, so like, being it. in a being in a band, like, there is like the like you should be self promoting. Like, if there is mm-hmm. anyone to be self promoting, it is is someone in a band. Um, and like Instagram, but it's like it. yeah, and it's like the tools right there. It's not hard necessarily, but mm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've always felt like kind of uncomfortable self-promoting for like it feels arrogant or something to be like posting all the time being like, yeah. I'm doing this, I'm doing this. So like I end up doing it like way less than I should. Yeah. <laughs> like way less than I should. Yeah. It'll be like, Ben, we're not leaving the house until I post. And then it'll be like a week later and he still hasn't posted. I had like a, I had like a photographer who he would be like, he would literally remind me all the time and he, he would be like be like you, we can't leave until you post like i won't actually leave like, oh my god but yeah i don't know there's just something that feels like weird and and arrogant about it and not that i think like when i see other people do it i'm like oh they're being arrogant but yeah it's you know tiktok is an interesting space oh, i deleted i found my, I, my algorithm TikTok. is like pretty chill now it's like all just like chefs yeah it, like i just see a lot of people cooking and like like different like sports things which is just like entertainment and like people I, like i learn about like recipes and stuff from tiktok mm-hmm. like i learn about like history from tiktok sometimes and obviously like you can't necessarily trust it all the time but it you know but then it still exists there's a space in tiktok where like people are just being completely vain and, and i don't know so. Did I tell you about my the TikTok algorithm had me figured out as a Republican? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so they so TikTok I I downloaded I deleted it like a while ago, but um, they you know they kind of feed you videos for a little bit to see like all right yeah. what's this guy what's mm-hmm. this guy like or whatever and like I I tend to be a pretty left leaning person politically, and so you know I'd like come across stuff whatever Democrats or whoever was talking about whatever and I'd be like okay yeah I, I know that like I already know it. so I wouldn't watch it for that long mm-hmm. like, yeah but then like they passed me these like alt like super hard right like Republican stuff and I'd be fascinated because they're like wait I want to he, like what is this person going to say like how are they going to justify this ridiculous thing that you said <laughs> so I kept watching those and so TikTok was like oh this guy's like super conservative oh, no. so like, my tiktok algorithm just had me totally figured out and you had to get like, that shit off your phone i, I was like i need to delete this off my phone because like they think i'm like some like super hard right like guy so, yeah, i mean I for me the thing that um, made me have to delete tiktok was the second that it worked out i was english and then it not only put me on harry potter tiktok but it put me on like Slytherin, like Draco Malfoy thirst traps. So it was like, oh no, <laughs> I'm is that, out. Is that what TikTok does when they realize someone's English? They just throw like Draco Malfoy like thirst traps off at them. Honestly, I mean, that's what it felt like. Here. Do love, <laughs> I, I do love Tom Felton. I mean, I do, but I he's like twelve when he's Draco Malfoy. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there not a problem there with that? But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but again that's a different conversation topic but when you were talking about um instagram that's really interesting that you were saying about like how you feel kind of this pressure to post like to promote yourself but then at the same time you don't want to do it then if you know you don't do it then no one will engage with the stuff that you actually want them to engage with right. <laughs> and honestly that is my day-to-day stress because obviously as you know like I write a blog and I write a podcast and stuff but the thing that's so annoying especially with being a being a young female is that the main thing people engage with is like your face so like you have to post pictures of yourself and I don't want to do that and I don't want to do it every day and also 
I will have written a blog about like I don't know social class or something so it feels a bit weird for me to be like doesn't my hair look great today you know it's just yeah social media just has this complete mix-up and it must be so extra frustrating if you're a musician as well because you like you have to do it otherwise you'll just get pushed to the side yeah right and the the, like the algorithm literally works that way yeah yeah you have to feed it yeah yeah right and then you kind of you know you and i don't know how much this is in my head but like then you don't want to start looking like right like you're posting your you're talking about serious stuff and you're if you like post a picture of your face it it feels like you're have some ulterior motive or something for like talking about you know it just feels Mm -hmm. kind of weird so yeah no i definitely get that people don't think about this stuff though no they just eat it they that's the thing is like they like i don't think people like i i don't as a as a passive whatever instagram viewer like i'm not Mm -hmm. like oh my gosh this person's like whatever unless they're like frank and they just don't exist yeah (laughs) oh that's the thing there's some people are completely off the grid and it's just it seems kind of I don't see how you can do it anymore. It just seems sort of impossible, which you is have depressing. Have a certain level of like, like for Frank, his his fan base is just never gonna go anywhere. Like he's mm-hmm. built this mystique, this lore. Yeah. Like Kendrick doesn't post either, really. Like yeah. once every few months. Yeah. As like a smaller sick. artist, it's yeah, like it's not, not. It's, it's not, not a, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Like it's it's just not an option. Like it's simply yeah. Not. Well, that's the thing. You have to build up enough support so that people will like respect be okay with it (laughs) yeah exactly when you look at the engagement what do you look at more do you look at numbers or uh like where the people are or what type of people yeah i so on instagram honestly i don't look too much you do it on spotify Um, i do it on spotify but that's that's like an important thing to know yeah Mm -hmm. because it actually affects our our like money making opportunities like depending on how many listeners are in a specific region like well we know that we can sell tickets there like kind of Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'd say spotify is like i do i do check like because i mean that's like more important to me too like those are people that are like actually listening to our music, to our music yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to like instagram like could be someone who like double tapped <laughs> and they don't even know what they saw like you yeah, know yeah, it's, these it's, days are just like of... like like they don't even look they're just like bunk, 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 bunk. oh that's the other thing i realize i like nothing on on instagram like you, you get, said that you get, so ominously <laughs> I, I, and i'd like not I because i'm like i don't like anything it just like doesn't cross my mind a lot to like something yeah so like but that's the thing if i like something i actually really liked it because it like i liked it enough that it was like i'm going to go against my whatever this block <laughs> is and like i don't like anything in instagram you know what so, every every time you press like on one of mine i'm gonna be like wow that- yeah no, <laughs> I really take that. I might frame it. Yeah. <laughs> like from Dan Moss, the only one ever. The only one. <laughs> Maybe I'll Maybe share it. Own, like... oh, excuse me. <laughs> you can you can swear on my podcast as much as you like. <laughs> no, I'm but... bad. Like I don't want my mom to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a good lad, mom. Do you think British people swear more than Americans or Americans swear more? Hundred percent. British people swear more than Americans? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess I I get that. <laughs> Isn't in Russian swearing like kind of an art? Yes, yes. No, I know this because uh, so I just came back from Ukraine and they speak um, quite a few of them speak Russian over there. There's a whole like history of invasion and colonialism and stuff, yeah. but a lot of them still speak Russian. So when I was having my um, like swearing 
class with one of the other counsellors whilst we were trying to ignore the kids for a few minutes. So he told me that in Russian, you can get the root of a word and then you can manipulate it however you want. So you mm. basically create your own swear words. Yeah. So yeah. it's beautiful, so really. Cool. Yeah, no, that, it's That's like a sick. whole new way <laughs> of like expression. It's like insane. It's very rich. Mm -hmm. was, so it's like good. some okay. people have um, swear words that are very um, personal to them. So like, you'll know that person says that word and that's their swear word. Well, that's, Isn't that sick? that's way cooler. Yeah, isn't it? But like that yeah. makes the writing just like, yeah, so much more intense. Wow, that's sweet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like if you read Russian literature, if you read it in translation, then you just like not get just like any language, actually. If you read it in yeah, translation, yeah, yeah. then you're just not getting what it was meant to say. Right. Damn. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's very cool. Betty, Do I have to like start getting ready for work right now, but keep carrying on. Okay. Respect it. <laughs> yeah. I, I have to go. I just got a bartending job. So. <laughs> oh, well, enjoy that. Thank you. I'll be, I'll like yell some answers while I put some clothes on and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I've had so many people who are like half naked on my podcast and I feel like that should be one of the requirements at this point. Yeah. That's, you can just do a little compilation post, naked people on podcasts. <laughs> I was going to ask actually, so um, when you like are making music, obviously music is expensive to make. So then when you make music, you have to have side jobs and stuff to fund the music so at what point can you like is there a way to prioritize one of the other or does that get tricky i mean we when we're touring we you know make uh, enough money to support ourselves um through i mean we have that and we have like streaming and stuff like that so yeah there's like little you know side jobs that people people pick up here and there but we've been at it for long enough and like we do we also do a lot more shows like we have the shows that people that we post on instagram about which mm -hmm. are like is our actual tour like our you know whatever go to like big public venues and stuff like that so obviously we make money there but then we also do like you know we've done a couple like, like corporate gigs and like college stuff like college shows are always a huge one so there's a lot of different ways in which we we do make money that's like kind of you know like a side mm -hmm. like you're like some shows you're playing for exposure and then some shows it's like we're playing so that we can eat food um oh so, interesting uh, yeah but so when you introduce yourself how do you introduce yourself like you say so i'm done and like what do you do are you a musician are you uh oh yeah else? no i'd say musician yeah no we're i mean yeah this is this is pretty much what we do like every day is work on music and and all that so no, I'd say I say I'm a musician. Fair enough. And do you ever like um, play music for other people? Like, like when I'm at a party. Like, are you asking if I'm that no, guy I mean... at a, party, like, <laughs> a guitar and like tries to serenade girls with it? Because the answer is 100% yes. I was gonna say I didn't ask that because you, but because you assumed that I asked that, I feel like you are that guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually despise that guy with all my might. Do it like people at American parties, do they actually do that? No. Um, I feel like that's a very college like post-game thing. That's not I don't see, I've never seen that. <laughs> Dylan Clouda did that, but it was like with the boys. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't Dylan Clouda, I love you. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> so. 
I mean, it's such a meme at this point that I feel like people don't do it. I feel like that's like a 90s thing. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to my band, my mixtape, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever used the fact that you're in a band to pull a girl? Honestly. Uh, next question. Honestly. I, no, I don't think I've ever been like met a girl and been like, oh, by the way, I'm in a band. Like, well, I mean, they it, it'll naturally do. like yeah, come up. It comes up. But I'm like, if it doesn't <laughs> like, oh, by the way, like I'm in a band. That was such a smooth way to say yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it comes up. Well, like, yeah, if you, you meet do? someone, like, what do you do? What do you do for, yeah. Oh my God, Ben, have you ever sung for someone? Yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. I enjoy singing. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, that was the correct response. <laughs> <laughs> so when you release this music and when you go on tour, what is your favorite thing about being on tour? Meeting people. Probably meeting people. Yeah. Have you ever like fallen out with it? Like you've been so stressed and so worn down that you just think, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Especially right after college. I think we were doing like really long I and mean, we were probably doing like 30, 40 show tours. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just out of college too. So we didn't have, you know, the fan base that, that we have now. And so it's, we were going to some weird cities too, like smaller <laughs> cities. We, we now, when we go on tour, like we go to cities that like are at least 500,000 people, but we went to, I don't know. We just went to small, like we went to, Asheville, North Carolina, which is like yeah. a very, very small town because you're out there and, you know, you're playing small crowds. You're not making a lot of money. There's also just, you know, you're doing something very different from what all your friends are doing and what you're seeing on social media of what people are doing. So there's mm-hmm. this kind of like weird, you know, psychological aspect to that of like missing out or that goes away when you play, you know, big fun shows where people are riled up and all that stuff. But it's not always like that. So I think in those moments, yeah, a tour can be, can be hard. I think it's a lot of like really, like the highs are really high. This is how I always mm-hmm. describe it. The highs are really high and the lows are really low. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you have awesome shows and people come to them and they're having an awesome time. And like, it's amazing and feels awesome. And to hear people singing the songs. And then, you know, sometimes you go to small city or you just like are driving like 12 hours a day and, you know, it feels a little more empty and, you know it's just weird being away from family and friends and all that stuff we have each other which is nice but yeah spend a lot of time with each other that you know sometimes you're like oh my gosh i need to see other people too <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's always weird to be like i should not ever complain about being a touring musician because like it just feels ridiculous to complain about being a touring musician hmm. um but yeah it's not always easy yeah i mean i think it's one of those things in it because you like you say you don't want to complain about something when you know that you're really lucky to be doing it and there's loads of people who were killed to do it but then at the same time like if it's difficult then it's it's still difficult and you're allowed to feel that way as well right yeah I think it's I think it is to some extent like over glorified but I think also like I don't know everyone can see it's some I guess it's just easier to see the benefit of what you're not doing like mm-hmm. I think to us, like to me, sometimes I think about it like, oh my gosh, having like a nine to five would be like awesome because I'd be in one place and I could like, you know, be a local at like restaurants around or like 
stuff like that. So like that for, and now we live in a city, so that's a little more feasible to have mm-hmm. like some of that, the stuff you get from actually being like living in one place for a longer period of time. But I think for a long time when we were touring so much and just doing Airbnbs for a couple months and never like signing full on leases, that mm-hmm. was something that I, and you know, we would talk about like, oh man, that actually sounds like really nice to have like a normal job and whatever. Yeah. But then I'm sure from their perspective, they're like, oh my gosh, I'd do anything to like, you know, do the other thing. So it's, I don't know. Yeah. Well, everyone always seems to want something that they don't have, don't they? So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, on that note, are you really looking forward to going on tour? <laughs> Wait, no. Oh my God. Well, now, like more than ever. No, we are actually very excited. As much as I may have <laughs> sound less appealing than, than perhaps it is. Um, we are very excited to go back on tour. No, I mean, to be honest, it's the kind of conversation that I really like having because I think a lot of the time people like to say, um, with not just with music, with anything really, like, they like to say the best things and they don't really like to say that there are nuances within those things that like on the surface seem really enjoyable. You're not going to be, you're not going to be 10 out of 10 great mood the whole time. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. And on that lovely philosophical point. <laughs> well, thank you very much for talking to me. I do always enjoy talking to you a lot. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for thank you for having me. Enjoy the weekend. <laughs> thank you. See you later.